and it appears to be going there. <clears throat> WineCellarMedia.com. It's uh, March 2nd, 4.43 a.m. Not too far from having to go to work. I did get some um, pre-made stuff, not the healthiest items, but just sort of, I'm in a rush. Let me get through the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't really have to worry about putting my lunch together this morning. I can just fucking grab the shit out of the fucking boxes, the pre-packaged, throw it in the microwave and see what kind of bowel movement you have later sort of products. <laughs> and uh, so... Let's rip through this. You had a Michael Bloomberg story. I did. I also like the fact that someone else had to go to work to prepackage crap so you can eat, so you can go to work to prepackage crap. Yep. Yeah. I'm literally like going the to work. Circle in- of cycle of capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real circle of life. All right. Fuck. Yes. Uh, Mufasa was wrong. All right. Um, so I found this on the Huffington Puffington Post because that's how you say it. Yes. Um, Bloomberg, in 2003, vetoed a bill that would expand rape victims' access to emergency <clears throat> contraception. Uh, well, Republicans are the only uh, rape culture party. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a Republican then. He probably fucking was. I don't know. But sometimes the Democrats got import. That's reaching across the aisle. It's reaching across the you aisle. You got to reach across. You take whatever you can get. Their Christianity, their racism, their rape, whatever you got to get. You reach across the aisle. You take that over and you show Democrats that we're nuanced. Yes. So, in 2003, over the objections of the New York City Council and reproductive rights advocates, then New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg vetoed two not one, but two bills that would have expanded access to and information about emergency contraception. One bill required pharmacies in the city that don't sell emergency contraception to post a sign alerting customers or face a penalty of $500. How the fuck would you... Why the fuck would you veto that? Man, I'm telling... It's... Like, yeah, we talk about the Dems a lot, but it's the Republicans, man, because, right, Michael Bloomberg's Jewish... Yeah. Right? Ben Stein's Jewish. Yes. Uh, who who was that motherfucker? Um, was Rick Santorum Catholic? Uh, well, uh, Paul Ryan, Catholic. Yeah. But they all act like Southern Baptists. Yes. Like, it's just the Republican way to act like a Southern Baptist, no matter your background. But see, the wild thing about that is they're not even making all pharmacies carry it. They're just saying, put up a sign to let people know you don't have the thing. How... Is that even controversial? So it's just a sign that says we don't have it or we refuse to carry it? It's a sign that says we don't have emergency, we don't sell emergency contraception. And he wants that sign up? No, he vetoed a bill that would make it mandatory for pharmacies to have that sign. Not even have the product itself. A fucking sign on the door that says we don't have it. All right, but signs, like those can be... um... Made out of cardboard, paper, plastic. Yes. Pharmacists can't afford these things. They can't afford those Pharmacists things. Pharmacists are the underpaid proletariat. You all, we all know this. Right. <laughs> uh, the other mandated, or the other bill, mandated that emergency rooms in city-funded hospitals provide access to the morning after pill to rape victims if they want it. Wait a bill. Let's do it again. The other, because remember there were two bills. The first bill was the one that required pharmacies that don't sell emergency <clears throat> contraception to post signs. Nah, let people be surprised. Let people be surprised. The other bill mandated that emergency rooms in city-funded hospitals provide access to the morning-after pill to rape victims if they wanted it. 
I. I don't even know what to fucking say about that. New York. New York's liberal. New York's blue. Very blue. All of New York is the village. Mm. Okay. So if somebody gets assaulted, they go to the hospital, they do the rape kit. Um, I don't know if New York is one of those states where it's like mandatory police interaction. I know Illinois is. Mm. Like if you go to an ER in Illinois and say that you've been sexually uh, assaulted or abused in any way, they it's like they they, ha- they legally are required to call police. I know, even even if they're calling the rapist by calling the police. Policed. I, I did it again. I did it again. Uh, so, and then after all that, finding out that they don't have to have the morning after pill on hand. Yeah. Because then at least they got protected and served on the journey. Right, right. See? They, yeah. See? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that. So on the upside, the city council overrode Bloomberg's vetoes. But Jesus. All right. Uh, and then there's a quote from Oliver Koppel, a uh, Democratic member of the council from 2003, because that's when all this shit went down. Uh, he said, quote, I can't believe the mayor vetoed these bills. This is something that is so important for women to have available to them. And it's just incredible to me that anyone could not respond favorably to making these emergency contraceptive drugs available. Yeah. And of course, at that time, Bloomberg was a Republican, but is now running for the Democratic presidential nomination. Uh, maybe. <clears throat> um, and I did mention, I said, um, all these guys, all, if you're a Republican mm-hmm. of any religious background, you act like a Southern Baptist. And wait, there's more to the article? Oh, uh, just that uh, Bloomberg did sign a third bill that required clinics that treat sexually transmitted sexu- sexually transmitted diseases to carry emergency contraception. So a clinic that treats STDs has to have emergency contraception, but a hospital doesn't. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Hospitals can't accommodate. They're too small. <laughs> uh, they, they're too small. Uh, the Bloomberg campaign has also noted that the former mayor has received kudos from abortion rights activists during his career. Not over that fucking bill. They didn't. Uh, Bloomberg supports abortion rights and has donated millions to groups like Planned Parenthood and Emily's List, which works to elect Democratic women who support abortion access. Yeah. Donated or invested in. This invested be buying in. Buying endorsements. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2005, he received the backing uh, of Pro-Choice New York, a major abortion rights group, uh, and Planned Parenthood has given him awards. But he's also donated heavily to Republican politicians who oppose these rights. And in this case, Bloomberg was on the opposite side of reproductive rights uh, groups on the issues of emergency contraceptive bills. The city council conducted an investigation in 2002 and found that only half of the city's emergency rooms gave rape victims the option of using the morning after pill. Only 55% of the 170 pharmacies surveyed in the city carried one type of emergency contraception. And women outside Manhattan, isn't that like the bougie, bougie part of New York? Uh, Yeah, Manhattan has a a rep. (laughs) So outside Manhattan, especially Staten Island and Queens, women had even less access to emergency contraception. Class praxis! Uh, Bloomberg uh, and his administration objected to the pharmacy because they said it would be too hard to enforce. Oh, I'm sorry. They objected to the pharmacy legislation because they said it would be too hard to enforce. Mm Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. Fuck it. Sure. (laughs) They opposed the emergency room mandate because they didn't like that it would interfere with the contracting process and were worried about potential uh, potential cost during a fiscal crisis. 
Yeah. You got to think, like, if you spend, what, like, 300 bucks mm-hmm. getting some sort of abortion together, mm-hmm. well, you can't afford a fucking drone. You can't the afford military. a drone. You can't afford a drone to spy on Muslims. Um, pregnant Muslims. Pregnant Muslims. Huh? Um, but also, that's an abortion. An abortion pill is like, well, I don't know what the cost is in New York, but here it's like 40 bucks. It's not like, like, yeah, if you just buy it. Uh, out of pocket at a pharmacy, it's like forty bucks. And if you're working class, that's a hit. But I mean, you know, a hospital can't afford for now, all right? All right. Well, no. Uh, and urging the council to override Bloomberg's veto at the time, then council member Christine Christine Quinn uh, called the measure the least we can do for women who have been raped. Uh, it's at least it's the least the law can say to make sure women who have suffered such a horrible crime can get the medical standard of care in every emergency room in this city. The People don't like this phraseology in this language. <laughs> it like you don't understand how horrible your sentence sounds. The least we can do for women who get raped. Yep. You want to try the most to give it a shot? No. Like try the most for a year and then <laughs> test public public sentiment on you trying the most. No. The most you can try eighty five percent. No. No, the least we can do. All right, fine. The least we can do, which is uh, we're going to get that rapist in there for about six months of lockup. Mm-hmm. And then if they do this community service at a rape crisis center, call back to a story from Texas. Ooh. Ooh, that's the least we can do. Mm-hmm. That's a real story from Texas. Old school wine cellar. Um, yeah, yeah. A rapist convicted by a cis woman judge. Uh-huh. The cis woman judge made this his sentence to work at a rape crisis center. Volunteer. Yes. Um, so possibly the worst part of this story is, however, later that same year in 2003, the New York governor, George <coughs> Pataki, who was a Republican, signed a law requiring every state in the hospital to offer emergency contraception. So New York City was more conservative than the state. I mean, so what? So New York City has Republican mayor, New York State Republican governor. Mm-hmm. Chris Christie was out there running New Jersey. Yeah. But the coasts are just too liberal and democratic. We Liberal elites. We need the electoral college because a Republican can't win out there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Schwarzenegger Republican. Yeah. California, so California had a Republican governor yeah. for a while. Yeah. Cheating on spouses with maids and <laughs> he was, yeah. all sorts of shit. Yes. Just being a Republican, you know, family uh, values. Family values. Well, again, acting like a Southern Baptist. Yeah, that was the thing. Because I made a post on the Facebooks that got like no traction, and I get why, because it was a vague ass weirdo post. And it was uh it's interesting watching Benjamin Dixon do a Southern Baptist version of my podcast. Woo! It is. Because he, he's he's from Miami, to my understanding. I don't know. He's a country dude. Yes. Uh, and a Christian. Yes. To where, like, he said, like, he was still, like, like, he would describe himself as transphobic for several years after he was calling himself a progressive. Mm-hmm. Like, because of his Christianity. Mm-hmm. And, um... He went soft as hell, right? In 2015, quite frankly, I think he hopped on a, um, 
I'm a black Bernie supporter. There was nothing to grift onto, so I can't yeah. call it a grift. But it did become like a thing where it was like, well, Jesus Christ, I'm black and I support Bernie. Mm-hmm. You know, and like Benjamin Dixon um, and uh, what's the other motherfucker? Tim Black. Yeah. Like those were the, the two main cats where uh, they really popped onto that. But Tim Black never changed. Tim Black always came across and didn't front like mm-hmm. he was the most political ambassador motherfucker ever. Mm-hmm. He likes to talk about restaurants and shit. Yeah. <laughs> but he heard Bernie and he feels it. Mm-hmm. And Benjamin Dixon got soft and signed something for Warren, you saw? Warren. Signed something for black people for Warren? Oh, no. He signed that, um, the Working Families Party thing. Okay, what was that? So there, so there was like this thing, uh, the Working Party's family... Uh, or Working Families WFP, Working Families Party so they uh, did their endorsements and they endorsed Warren over Bernie and a bunch of Bernie supporters were like what the fuck, obviously and so this one like troll account that had 70 followers got really mad about it and they have a troll rating, there's a thing you can do where you can like like run a little algorithm thing and it goes over someone's tweets and it tells you what the probability of is their troll they were like 80% a troll you know, just, like, shit posting. Um, and so, like, they were calling the leader, because I guess who some of the um, ha- the people in charge of WFP are um, black. And so he, like, this an- anonymous account with 70 followers was, like, calling them coons and shit. And so a bunch of, like, black progressives, for whatever reason, got on board and, like, wrote this whole fucking letter and signed it and, like, demanded that, like, the Bernie campaign make, like, an official apology and, like, distance themselves from toxic followers. And it's, like, because an anonymous troll with 70 followers called someone a coon? Like, really? That's the... All right. Okay. See, and I missed this story (laughs) outside of you telling me about it from you being on Twitter. I missed this because at that time I wasn't playing Dixon's program. And I play programs I disagree with. I play Bob Seska's shit. Yeah. You know, and niggas like that. I think David Pakman gets a little little weak on the progressive tip. But I I play their shit. And, um... Uh... I missed it because Dixon was going kind of centristy after Trumple Stiltskin did his thing. Yeah. But he I comes back and he still says he doesn't he like more reluctantly supports Bernie because Bernie isn't good enough for him on reparations that will never happen. Yeah. The that will never happen part is me. It's never going to happen. <laughs> and mm. I and when I look at it I'm like I'm pretty simplistic. So like these big high-minded, highfalutin, if I can say that, ivory-towered niggas, I don't believe that they actually think that. Oh, they don't. Yeah, it's a hustle. They don't actually believe in reparations, and you can tell that people don't believe in reparations because they're not laying groundwork for reparations. But now, after um, he stumbled on a video that was already public, it was on the Daily Caller, he's just the one who said, hey, folks, look at this. Yeah. Like, he was the download and re-upload. Kind of mm-hmm. like me when I got a gang of followers. Yeah. Because some, um, William, Jesse Williams mm. was talking on CNN or MSNBC, and I just downloaded and re-uploaded it, and the fucking clip just got, like, 700,000 shares, like, yeah. quickly. And it was like, all right, going to get some podcast hits. Yeah. And, uh, what up? Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, and then Dixon did that with, uh, with Bloomberg. Yeah. 
and he got a gang like he got over a hundred Patreon subscribers yeah. like that day. He's been like on MSNBC and stuff too. Um, I think this time around he's more of a Bernie bro, but I think he really just needs the fucking health insurance. <laughs> no. So I think like that. Oh, you're like reading his tweets. Yeah, I think that's like um, a factor. Huh. Yeah, which is you know legitimate. We all need health insurance. I get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just um, like. It's just interesting watching, uh, like, and like if you were to look at it, like, like six month increments hmm. of, all right, yeah, it's and a little like, different. It's like, yeah, I like Bernie, and I'm like, oh, Bernie Bros, it's a problem, and now it's like, I am a Bernie Bruh. Right, like, that oh, is li- before right. the Bernie Bruh. A whole tweet was literally just, I'm a Bernie Bro. Right. And when he, when that Bloomberg video that was on the Daily Caller that he re-uploaded, when that started getting traction. Uh, I think it was CNN that said, well, I mean, if you look at this guy's Twitter, he's clearly a Bernie supporter. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like now, um, and I've told you about, he does a patron party. We're just yeah. riffing about another programmer, but we're riffing. Fuck it. It's yeah. 5 a.m. I got to get to work soon. And um, when I told you that he does a patron party, I only know the audio where he plays like a kind of a West Coasty funk beat, kind of like a 1993 funk beat. Yeah. And um, and shouts out people that recently subscribed to the Patreon, and um, and I was like, he's kind of he's throwing this party, but he's like literally buck dancing for clicks. Mm-hmm. And then I was just letting it play while uh, getting ready to do this while getting up this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, "Oh yeah, on the on the private video, yeah, there'll be music, there'll be dancing," and I was like, "Dancing." So he's going Melissa Harris Perry. He actually is going to dance mm-hmm. for these folks. Okay. Wine cellar heads like this because we don't dance. We don't. Yeah. We don't bootlick. We don't. All right. I think. Um, try- I was trying to find the because I thought I tweeted about it. Now of course I can't find my tweet, which I was mostly just looking for for date stamp shit. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, we're eighteen minutes in. That's not bad. Wine cellar. It was supposed to be like five. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> We're going to get the short clips. Yes. All right. And you're looking for still? Yeah, I don't see it. I'll look more later. What I'm in particular were you looking for? Uh, Just when the working party, uh, the working families party thing went down. I think it was like August. Oh. So. Yeah, I was on mandatory overtime. Yes. All right, uh, winecellarmedia.com, uh, Bloomberg on the contraceptions, and, well, Bloomberg is a rape culturist, and uh, yes. Benjamin Dixon does a Southern Baptist podcast of my program. Oh, he actually, he's also trying to not curse on the program as well now. Yeah, he's he made a tweet about that. He said, like, because people want their kids to listen to, like, progressive media, so... He named, he said one person on the program, and then he forgot who it was, so now he just says elderly woman said they'll uh, share it if he curses less so just it's like yeah he's taken progressivism and turning it into some sort of lefty podcast church yes people love church though you know that yeah yes so that's what's going to be going on folks i think that uh towards the end that that instrumental got a little hot <laughs> <laughs> all right well hell that's winecellarmedia.com and um if you're not interested in seeing us dance uh <laughs> We have patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund and there's paypal.me slash phoenix and william. I gotta go in and 
I forgot what production line I'm on or what I'm doing, but there's going to be stuff. Hmm. All right. Let's get the hell on from around here.